Minister, parents are concerned about your country's entertainment. Your thoughts? Well, the film is R-rated, and it's not intended for children. Ah, but of course children are going to see it. Can I finish? The fact is that we Canadians are quite surprised by you your outrage. You just don't care. Can I finish? Hello, can I, can I finish? The United States has graphic violence on television all the time. We can't believe that a movie with some foul language would piss you off so much. Because it's evil! Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I am Tristan. And I'm Greg, otherwise known as Gregory to some. Sometimes. I'm also known as Action Jackson, of course. Oh, yeah. For obvious reasons. Because you get results. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of that chapter. Uh, on to the next chapter, Greg. South Park. The movie. A South Park movie, bigger, uncut than something else. Bigger, longer and uncut. Yeah. Which I didn't realise was a penis joke. Oh, yeah. I, didn't really, I was watching it with director's commentary yesterday. Oh, and that's the best they, version. They're telling the story of how they wanted to call it All Hell Breaks Loose yeah. and the censors were like, you can't use hell in the title. And they're like, what about Hellraiser? And there's a different rules for animation, whatever, whatever. And they're like, what about Bigger, Longer and Uncut? And then they were giggling on the commentary and I'm like, oh. I honestly mm. didn't get it until yesterday. Yeah. This whole time. Was that an obvious joke that we I just didn't get? Didn't get it. Didn't get it. <laughs> uh, we're diving straight in today. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was... um. Top of mind. No, no. Well, it's part of it. It's yeah. We're talking about the movie already. We're talking about the Look movie. The movie's called South Park. Look it's at a us. penis joke. This this movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. I've realised we've done quite a lot nineteen ninety nine. We have. Yeah. The last year of the millennia. Yeah. It must be because probably peak movie going ages as well. Probably. Mm, potentially. I finished school in nineteen ninety nine. Really. So I felt. Like I was the epicenter of the universe. That's a good year. That year. That's a great year to finish high school mm, and then finish start. the century, finish the millennium. Mm. That's great. Now, what is finishing school without a little trip to uh, the Gold Coast for schoolies. schoolies? Yeah. So I thought I it might be appropriate if I use this slot of memberberryness to talk about schoolies. Why not? Something personal. This is like, what is this? This is maybe the Expo 88 of your teen years, perhaps. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> also in Queensland? You say that. It's, I had this chat with Carol oh, this afternoon. Right. And then I was like, well, we're basically, we're basically one big ad for Queensland tourism. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point. If you're listening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so schoolies um, needs no introduction for our Aussie listeners, yeah. for our international friends. Uh, it's... Kind of like spring break. Yeah, I think, I assume. In fact, therein lies the origin story of schoolies. Really? Yeah. It was inspired by, story by. Story by. Story by a chap who took a 1975 trip to the US Mm. for spring break uh, and he was like, damn. So this guy's name was Jeff Lewis. Uh, He was the then Broadbeach Hotel manager. Ah. And so he basically used to go to some massive convention, hotel convention in Chicago each year. Yeah, right. And on this particular trip in 75, I think he ducked down to Florida for whatever reason and was introduced to spring break. And he was like, i got to get this to the Gold Coast. This is, this is a big opportunity. Yeah. And so the legend was born, 1975, and it's been going strong ever since. 75? Yeah, 1975. Wow. So yeah. It must have been a slow build. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's fairly orchestrated these days. Um, now with a bunch of circa 17, 18-year-old kids 
or yeah. going absolutely postal for a couple of week period every year. It's fraught with its own challenges. Uh, Australia is well known for its alcoholism. Yeah. This is probably a point where it in starts. the is where it starts. Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of the epicenter. Yeah. Um, a few people falling off some balconies, that's that's not a good one. Yeah. Drink spiking, that's not a good one. A lot of violence. But I'd say, you know, all in all a good time. I had a great time at school. Did you go to Gold Coast? Yeah, I was 17. Yep, same. Uh, but didn't really matter. Yeah, I had a bulletproof ID. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Obviously in Australia, 18 years old is the age for drinking and clubs and such. Yeah. Um, how does it work for spring break then? Are they eight? How old are they? Well, is that more of a college thing? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it is, yeah. Interesting. Always wanted to go to spring break. Less so now. Less so now, yeah. Less so now. <laughs> I used to want Probably to. seems like hell to me now. Well, same as schoolies. Like if you accidentally book something schoolies week, that's like such a fuck up you can do as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we had to look. We had a bucks up there recently. Well, a couple of years ago now. And we were that was the one fear that we'd mistimed it and we're going to schoolies you week. You don't want to be a toolie. Yeah, so toolie, for, again, for those abroad, is someone who is – Above the age or isn't graduating from school but just goes there to creep on yeah. drunk I think once you're in your 20s, you're certified toolie. Yeah, I had a group of mates who had an annual trip, air quotes. Maybe you should air quotes mates on that one. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to go to Byron at the same time every year. And uh, they, now, the states have different uh, weeks. Weeks, yeah. So Queensland had a different week. Yeah. And a lot of Queensland kids would go to Byron. So they just timed this trip to Byron for the next, you know, Ten odd years. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't ten. It was maybe like t- two or three. You could be more low-key about it in Byron though too because – Yeah. And I was like, why do you guys keep going? And then I found out the dates and they're <laughs> busted. That's, that's fucked. Isn't it? Isn't it? They did it so stealth though. Yeah. Picked a different state. Oh, no, we've done it again. Oh, we left down there. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so that was uh, a little tidbit for my 99 but uh, I remember Barry for any year – depending on what year you finish school, perhaps. Mm. It's very astute on your part. It's very astute on your part. Man, 1999, big year for Gregory Carney, big year for schoolies, uh, big year for movies. This was Star Wars year. This is when Star Wars came back. Oh, the Phantom Menace? Yeah, oh. leaving audiences very disappointed for the most part. I think it's one of those movies now, though, that people are like, you know what, actually, actually, it's not that bad. Well, it's got Jim Jam Bonks. <laughs> Am I wrong? I love Jim Jam Bonks. Me too. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bonks. That's how he talks. That poor guy, man, he nearly killed himself. What do you mean? There was so much backlash against the character that the guy that voiced it, he was so depressed. He had a real shit time after. Ah, oh, did he think it was going to be his moment? I guess so. But he was felt so shit about the whole thing. He became such a oh. – he felt like he'd become such a joke, like he took it personally. Yeah, interesting. But he nearly like – yeah, it nearly ended it all. Jim Jam, if you're listening, yeah, it's okay. You're all right, man. Yeah, you're we like right. you. Yeah, you're good. It's not your fault. It's the system. Mm-hmm. It's the movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was also the year of The Sixth Sense, Toy Story 2, The Matrix, Tarzan, The Mummy, Notting Whoa. Hill, terrible movie. We wow. can both agree. Yeah. Um, the World is Not Enough, American Beauty. I was expecting more of a rebuttal on Notting Hill. American Beauty. I oh, just don't ignore your <laughs> cheap, don't bite. cheap attempts. Don't I don't bite. bite. Bowfinger, which we've covered. Um, we've done a few movies from this, from yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, what a year. What a great year. That but is one, a nice diverse year. Yeah. And coming somewhere between number 61 and 43, depending where you look, mm-hmm. there's been some discrepancies between the numbers, was a little movie called South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. cut. <laughs>
made in June 1999, budget of $21 million with a gross of $83.1 million. Not bad at all. Not bad for a couple of scribbles. For an R-rated movie with, yeah, some pretty basic animationsies. Mm-hmm. Run Tomatoes, critic score of 80%, audience score of 88%. You could have watched this at the cinema, did you? I don't think so. I think it was probably, was it R in Australia or was it just like MA? I don't know. Who knows? I didn't watch it at the cinema either. But do you know where I did watch it a lot? Well, DVD at uni? Schoolies. Oh, really? So at Tiki Village in the Old Coast, yeah. there was, back in, the, back in the day, hotels would have a movie channel. Yeah. And you wouldn't really pick a movie. It was just a, it had about five or six movies and they were on repeat. Yeah. For the whole month. Fuck. It's like it's such a primitive Netflix type of deal. Yeah. But it's kind of nice because you're kind of forced to watch something. Yeah, so you need So forced some of that. we were to watch this many times. <laughs> and do you want another film? The only other film I can recall from that circuit, Notting Hill. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So they were on in various states of uh, inebriation and recovery. Yeah. And, uh, well, this couldn't kind of suit either. Yeah. Quite well. But it's, yeah, it's pretty loud. Oh, loud. Yeah, okay. I see where you're going. Um. But yeah, so that yeah. was kind of my probably. Yeah, I might have seen it in the movies. I can't remember. I had a couple of mates that were massively into South Park, like annoyingly. I was massively into it. Probably not annoyingly. I don't think I was yeah, talking these, about it all that much. These guys ran around the school pretending to be Terence and Philip. <sighs> yard deck, no yard deck, and like that can only I last didn't do so that long. And, yeah, I do that now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Once it's, it's, it's cooled off well. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was oh man, I was obsessed <laughs> with South Park, but for whatever reason, I didn't see it in the movies. I think maybe like. So, well, how, often, often so you're when, year 10, right? Yeah. And I. 16. Massive South Park fan. The first episode, I remember seeing that when it first aired on TV in Australia. Because, you know. Is that big guy watched? No, it was. The Dead Dog? Um, Carmen Gets an Anal Probe. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, um, on SBS. Yeah. And it, it just like my mind was just all these new chambers unlocked. <laughs> it was like a whole, like, what is this thing? Yeah. This is exciting. And they used to have on um, SBS. Cartoons every Saturday night at like eight thirty. Mm. So I'd watch ones mm. before this. Yeah. It was like a regular. I'm gonna watch adultish best. cartoons. Yeah, just weird ones like the Max and like Manga. Aeon Flux and yeah, manga things. Hentai. Yeah, which well, maybe not. Which, one, which one's the porn one? <laughs> Hentai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to slip that in there. Yeah, maybe because maybe Evangelion. What's that one that all those people? Akira. Akira. That's maybe a movie. that's a movie though. But yeah, there were always these like slightly weird cartoons on SBS on Saturday nights. Yeah. And then you'd stay up and watch something with boobies in it later. Right. Um, this was the life of, you know, a 12-year-old in the 90s. Mm. And um, it wasn't that big yet and a couple of mates had watched it. Like I think Brian watched it in those days too. And yeah, I've been a fan ever since. But um, when the movie came, I didn't see it at the cinema. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. I think I just thought it would be shit because it was kind of just an assumed thing that a movie based on a show is not going to be very good. Yeah, we weren't hanging out for this film like asses on fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it eventually became a DVD staple mm. in, in the rotation with all of what I've now realised in 1999 films, mm-hmm. like Zoolander and all that kind of shit. It's a rich year. It's a rich year. Was Memento this year too? I don't know. But it would also just watch South Park all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of DVDs on that. Um, I, I just, oh, I love it. Mm. <laughs> I love those guys. They're pretty special. They're just great. And I, what I like about it too, this sounds a little meh, but I feel like the grow, the, the show grew up with us as well. Like the first few seasons, 
were just kind of like, hey, isn't it funny? Kids swearing and then mm. some poo jokes and this and that and there's talking poo. How about that? Yeah. But then it got smarter and smarter and smarter, mm. kind of parallel to me getting less dumb. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I watched an interview with Trey Parker once and he was – so what's your least favourite episode? And he's like, uh, the first three seasons. <laughs> yeah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Which I can relate to. You ever listen to our old episodes? I do not. Yeah, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I've taken your guidance. <laughs> yeah. And I just, uh, these guys are just heroes. They're, they're heroes of mine. You know, with Book of Mormon and... Yeah. Um, Orgasmo. Orgasmo. Um, Team America. Team America. That's what I was trying to remember. Team America, not as critically acclaimed, but pretty bloody great. But then I think I felt yeah. so much validation, A, in my taste, but then B, for them when they just took over Broadway with Book of Mormon. Mm. How good. I just love how serious they are about this stuff that is on the surface so silly. Mm. <laughs> I love it. They're, they're just masters of their craft but not pretentious at all. Well, are you going to talk to their process at all in this app? For South Parker, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, I will. Um, oh, I'm going to talk about it now. I love, that's part of what I love about them too. They make every episode in six days. Yeah. From writing it. Would you call them the Toyota of cartoon writing? I don't know. Is that good? Yeah, like the efficiency and the, the process is. Yeah, maybe. The operational aspect is second to none. It's second to none. It's like um, working in the uh, advertising industry. It's like doing a pitch every single week. You've got like a week to do mm. something epic. So anytime I'm stressed, I just imagine – they can make an episode of South Park in six days. I'm pretty sure I can make a fucking PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they. Do you write on your things WWMS <laughs> and TPD? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they make it in six days. Like, fucking amazing. Respect. And they just keep hustling. They've been. They still do every show themselves. Like I think in season two they backed off because that was what you did. You let other people kind of take over and you just oversee. Yeah. And they were like, this is This is terrible. Now we're back in. Mm. And ever since they've just done it the same way. Yeah. Fucking good on them. Good on them. Hey, should I get into the origin story of this movie? Um, yes. Origin story. Uh, so the South Park movie is based on the South Park television series. Can you believe it? Right. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Uh, made by Trey Parker and Matt Stone mm-hmm. of South Park fame. Yep. Uh, they met back in college, the University of Colorado. All right. Um, while at this institution of education, they didn't they go to Columbine High together? I thought that was the thing. No, I don't think so. Remember they're in bowling from Columbine. I don't know. I could be wrong. That that was a whole thing too. Oh no, they were interviewed. Yeah. And um, and uh, what's his name? The guy that made that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, Michael Moore. Yeah. He made that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they hate each other now. Yeah. Well, they, don't hate it. they make fun of him because yeah. he he interviewed them yeah. as being Coloradians. Then he asked them to make a cartoon as part of the doco. There's a cartoon section if you remember. I can't remember. I haven't seen it for years. So there actually is a cartoon section in it, which they didn't do, but he made it very South Park-like. So it... And it's immediately after their interview. Oh. And so they hate how they it's implied that they did that. Mm.
It was just in poor taste. Yeah. Yeah. That whole documentary is a bit – I used to love Michael Moore back in the day and now I've realised it's <laughs> – it's a bit um, – Dramatic? Yeah. It's a bit one-sided. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these guys made a college and they made a short film – yeah. In 1992 called The Spirit of Christmas. Ah. Um, and there's yeah. actually two Spirit of Christmas films. I didn't realise. Is that the hanky no. Christmas poo story? The first one is Jesus versus Frosty. Yeah. Where they build a snowman which comes to life and it, and it fights Jesus. And it was done stop motion, cardboard cutout stuff, the aesthetic that we've come to know and love. I've got a little, I'll play a little bit of it here. Why not? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's come a long way. Let me just tell you that. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, dude! What? Don't put the magic hat on the snowman. Why? Because if you do, he's going to come to life. Cool. No, it's not cool. My sister in, in Minnesota put a hat on a snowman and it tried to kill her. Fuck him. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. There must have been some magic in that old silk Needless to say, it's come a long way. Mm-hmm. They played, uh, that thing got played at, I guess it's like a student film festival thing they do at the, at the Colorado University. Yep. It's probably, I assume it was part of their course or whatever. Anyway. Small time. Small time, small stuff. Now, it got, it did capture the attention of an executive at Fox named Brian Graydon. Oh, yeah? What do we know about Brian? Is he significant in this story? He is because he paid them. Thousand dollars to make another one, okay. To that he could then send out as his Christmas card. Oh, okay, year. yeah. And so that nice became move, the Jesus first Santa spirit of Christmas, which is a lot closer to what became South Park. We wish you a merry Christmas. Wait a minute, what? Aren't you Jewish, Kyle? Yeah, I think so, dude. Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. What? You're supposed to sing Hanukkah songs. Fear not, I love all my children. Who? Tomorrow is my birthday. Yet all is not right. Your birthday is on Christmas? That sucks, dude. You get the idea. But again, yeah, we're getting much closer to South Park territory there. And in terms of, you know, a couple of up-and-comers coming up with an idea that they want to, that, that maybe has some legs, what better way to get it in front of people than an executive at Fox sending it out to his nearest and dearest? Well, yeah, because you'd imagine his nearest and dearest would be Hollywood hotshots. Exactly. I heard somewhere that George Clooney was a big advocate Advocate for it back in the day. Makes sense. He's yeah. in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we accidentally replaced your heart with a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part so much. I don't yeah. know. No reason, really. Anyway, so he sent it out to about 80 people and then people were making copies of copies and it kind of went viral. I think it was early internet days and that yeah. helped too, but it kind of went viral like pre-internet, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway... All this momentum led to some discussions of, hey, maybe we can make this a series. And um, would you know it, Fox, of course, was interested, uh, but they ultimately chickened out. Why? And it was the first sign of Trey Parker and Matt Stone being awesome where they wouldn't back down. Mm. They just couldn't agree to have a talking poo as a character. <laughs> and they're like, no, we have, we have, <laughs> we will not sell out. We have our dignity. Yeah. And um, they, they walked and they spoke to MTV and Comedy Central. I think that's the same company. And ended up going with Comedy Central from a sort of a brand point of view, I think. Yep. Don't want it to appear too much of a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit more adult than that. And they spent three months making a pilot because the pilot, they still made it out of construction paper. 
So those two shorts were made out of construction paper, like literally getting a Super 8 camera, one frame, rearrange, one frame, et cetera. Mm. They did that for the pilot as well. It took three months, tested terribly, but good on Comedy Central. They, they still went forward with it. Yeah. So they still ordered six episodes for a series. They're like, let's just run it. And at this point they shifted from doing it with craft paper into doing it on computers, which allowed for the six-day turnaround thing, which be- ended up becoming such a big thing for South Park, not just from a creative process point of view, but from like a real-time perspective. That yeah, kind like of became, hitting market while a, while a topic's hot. Yeah, that became kind of part of their special source yeah, was having a point of view on something happening right now. Like Simpsons, Family Guy, all those shows take end to end. I'm pretty sure it takes like almost a year because they yeah, right. they batch them, I think, right? And then three months for animation in Korea or something, and you know yeah. they, it takes ages. And Whereas, they don't they they have the individual at least in this case the Simpsons they don't do it together like exactly. Just, this is like two. This is all the output of just two guys' brains. They have other people executing, of course, but mm. they write it. They voice most of the characters. And then they hand it over to the animators. Uh, wild, wild stuff. Needless to say, this show became quite quite big. Mm, yes, uh, we know we, that now. <laughs> yeah, it was renewed for a second season. It was renewed for the third season. They got a new contract basically saying they'll be making the show until 1999. That was what the contract said at least. And within that contract was a big cash bonus if they were to make a movie. And so oh. they did. And they were kind of thinking, you know, this thing, obviously this thing's not going to last. It's cash. Three, yeah, three seasons. Make hay. Yeah, three seasons in a movie sounds pretty bloody good. Pretty good for a Christmas card. Yeah, exactly. And that'll be the big finale kind of thing. Like it'll be our swan song. And actually, if anything, it felt kind of late. The press at the time was like, really? They're making a movie now? Isn't that fad a little bit over South Park? Really? (laughs) Mm. Like a flash in the pan type of thing. And it probably would have been if it didn't evolve. And so they were very aware of this and they're like, this will be our swan song. Let's just swing for the fences and just create something just fucking ridiculous, mm. make no compromises. And that's essentially what they did. But again, as I was saying, they take this stuff very seriously. As silly as it may look, they take these things very seriously and they wanted to make sure they had a movie-level idea, a movie-worthy idea, mm-hmm. which, you know, good on them because often these things become just a long episode. Long episode. And um, they landed on the idea of, well, why don't we make an R-rated cartoon about an R-rated cartoon? which pretty bloody clever. Um, the producers, on the other hand, were a little unsure of whether it should be R-rated. The first big fight we had to fight to Paramount was, of course, they wanted us to make this a PG-13 movie. That's right, yeah. And at first they were just saying it in meeting, you know, and at first they were, when we were just writing the script, they would say, okay, well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. And then they would have meetings with us who were like, guys, listen, you, you, we really need to make this PG-13. And we're like, dude, the, the, the TV show is PG-13 or maybe even R- like, like we can't make something that's less than the TV show. And then they literally brought us in one time. And I won't name names, especially because I don't remember the names of the people that were there it's, 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 it's at Paramount. But they brought us in. It was in the head and, of marketing and another guy. Yeah. They brought us in and they set us down and they basically put on an infomercial for us where we, Matt and I sat there and they came and one of them came out and said, guys, we just want to tell you the difference in money that you'll make between an R rated and a PG rated movie. And we're like, okay. And they literally had graphs. Yeah. And they had graphs and like, easels. see, a PG 13 can get into these markets and this and do that later on cable and an R rated could do this and that. And then the other guy at Paramount would go, 
Hold on a second. Are you actually trying to tell me that because it can do this on cable to make more money there? He's like, that's right, Jim, or whatever his name was. <laughs> and we're just sitting there. Like this guy was like a big guy at Paramount in a suit on the Paramount lot going, well, yeah. why did, did you guys know that? And we're looking at him going, well, no, but what, we don't care. You? Like, what are you, you're <laughs> literally at a shill in the meeting with us yeah. thinking we'd fall for it. <laughs> It already sounds like an episode. Yeah, right? I love it when they're just talking. <laughs> the marketing guy always sounds so lame. And we're in marketing. I'd love to work in film marketing, but then it would like, so turn into a jerk. Guy. Turn hey, suit. What do you I'd say, be the suit? enemy, yeah. Anyway, so they had this big idea. They had this big idea of a cartoon about a cartoon. And, you know, the rest of the bits and pieces started flowing into place. Um the war with Canada was kind of the other half of the equation. And uh-huh. they've got those two things in there. That's kind of the, the two big pieces of, well, run with those. of the movie. Now, uh, they also wanted it to be a musical, which was actually equally controversial at the time because musicals were not big then. No, this not like now. Not like now. They're much bigger now. They were pioneers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously they'd been the musicals, the Disney musicals, mm. uh, but even they'd tape it off. They were more early 90s when they were big. So it really wasn't a cool thing to do. But these guys love musicals. The first thing they ever did was a musical, yep. Cannibal the Musical. Orgasmo was supposed to be a musical but they didn't end up doing it. Um, and then obviously now the most <laughs> successful thing they've done is a musical. But the studio was pushing against it at first but eventually rolled over and introduced them to Mark Shaman who is um, a composer and lyricist, brings some some legitimacy to it, some musical mm-hmm. legitimacy. Yep. He did like Hairspray and shit on Broadway. He's kind of a big deal. Sure. And he helped craft all the music for the film in, in collaboration with the guys, obviously. But, yeah, they just wouldn't budge on, on all this stuff. And then the title itself, <laughs> Bigger, Longer and Uncut, was their final little like get that past the senses, yep. bish, bash, bosh, you got yourself a movie. Let's play the trailer. In a world fraught with corruption... Did you just say the F word? Did he say the S word? Young man, did you just say the Q word? Four young boys united by fate. The machinery of the V-chip emits a small shock whenever an obscenity is uttered. This isn't fair, you send them... Torn apart by destiny. Somewhere between love and honor. Between courage and not courage. Between Kansas and Utah. There lies South Park. Kyle Brofwaski. Sick! Is it Cartman's mom? Oh, very funny. It is Cartman's mom. Stan Marsh. But this is going to be the best movie ever. It's a foreign film from Canada. Saddam Hussein. Is sex the only thing that matters to you? I love you. Kenny McCormick. I love you, Big Gay Al. Super! Thanks for asking. And Eric Cartman. Yes, yes, I saw the Tansy Philly movie. Who wants to touch me? I said, who wants to touch me? Now, all hell is breaking loose. That movie has warped my fragile little mind. (laughs) What happened in this movie, Greg? Well, the boys of South Park are very excited. Terrence and Philip have a new movie called Asses on Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after seeing the movie, the boys are soon getting pinged at school for using some of the very vulgar language that we uh, that we get when we watch a Terence and Philip film. Mm. Next minute, the parents are crusading against Terence and Philip, calling for a ban on their content. 
the whole thing kind of snowballs a little. Mm. It's snowball, right? Things escalate. You could say almost they get out of hand. Mm. Uh, and there's a full Start scale. blaming people. Yeah, yeah, like Canada. Yeah. And there's a full scale war yeah. between Canada and the USA. And Terence and Philip are sentenced to death in mm. the US. And it's also a love story between Stan and Wendy Testenberger. Ah, uh, yeah. And <laughs> that, that douchebag. I went to Yardale, had a four yeah, great Yeah, he was great. <laughs> uh, how, can he, how can he compete with that? <laughs> Did you enjoy the rewatch, Greg? I, I had a hint of uh, not so much enjoyment. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mm. I prefer a regular episode of South Park. Yeah. Any? Have you watched South Park recently? Not for a little while. Yeah. It's hard because Carol's... Very anti South Park. Really? Yeah. Like Ooh. I can't have it on when Still she's got married, around. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roll the dice sometimes. I think because um, there's, I don't think it's it's deteriorated like The Simpsons, but the the latest ones I'm not as into. Mm. Uh, well, the, that's not true. I just don't watch it as much as I used to. But yeah, yeah. the heyday. Of yes. Maybe when I was just we were the the right moment of watching South Park. Yeah. There are definitely, definitely better South Park episodes out there than this movie. Yeah, I think the themes because – Which is probably why I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. 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 Well, for example, like censorship and bad mm. parenting are kind of the themes, two of the main themes that run through it. Yeah. I like the ones, the episodes that go kind of either deep on one random topic and totally reimagine it. Yeah. I um, think um, – you're right. I think they hadn't. It's like they hadn't found that yet because this. So this mm. movie came out. I should have mentioned at the same time as season three starting. I yeah. think so. They it's weren't still even, early. It's still early. They they hadn't really done those episodes yet. So I think relative to the episodes at the time, it's a massive step up. Yeah, right. And I actually think that it's almost like they thought of it as their swan song, but it's. I think it's almost the rebirth of. Mm. <laughs> you could almost think of this as. Don't ever watch the first two seasons of South Park and, and watch this as the first episode. Yeah, right. It's a good introduction. It was kind of where I landed as, as a, where does this movie fit? It's Because I think it holds up. I enjoyed it, but it definitely is the old South Park. Yeah. When a lot of it was still like, isn't this crazy? Yeah, that, yeah. And Saddam Hussein's, isn't that crazy? It's all just a bit like random. He's, he's dating So random. Satan. It's just very... It was the style at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that random? Oh, my God, it's so random. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of that in there. But then there's a lot of other stuff in there that makes it yeah, so it enjoyable. Sort of is touches on the more, well, where they went, I guess. Yeah, you start afterwards. to see traces of where South Park was going. And even where we ended up with Book of Mormon, there's traces of that. It's like the mm. music is mm. good. That was probably the biggest takeout for me. It's like, oh, it's a this is a musical. I didn't remember that. I, I keep forgetting that too. Yeah. And more of a musical. I remember they had an intro song and I remembered like such a fucking fast, and that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I forgot that the, the whole thing is a straight up mm. musical. Like a seri- again, they take it so seriously, even though it's a song about uncle fuckers, mm. it's a serious musical. <laughs> yeah. With Broadway chops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's legit. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I lulled a lot. Did you? I think I think it's a mood thing as well, and I hadn't watched South Park for a while, like I mentioned. Um, I just fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. I think it's also because I've realised I like musicals mm. through doing this podcast. Yeah. Started with Aladdin, then sort of cemented it with um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Well, I'm going. I, I mean, I I knew I didn't like music, <laughs> so it's not really a discovery. <laughs> I also just love 
again, it's a bit of the randomness of the style of the time, but um, the whole Canada thing is just, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not your guy, friend. <laughs> Why do they look different? <laughs> when, I, when I was first watching South Park and they would watch Terrence and Philip, I thought it was a cartoon. And so I thought that's how they show yeah. the cartoon yeah, yeah, of same. a cartoon. Yeah. And so I didn't think they were real people. <laughs> and then I realized, oh no, they're Canadians. <laughs> it's just wait a minute. Doesn't make any sense. And they've they've kept they've moved on a lot from this era of South Park, but they've they've tripled down on the Canadian yeah. thing. <laughs> Which is good. I just oh, I love it. There's all those special episodes where it's set in Canada, and there's like you know, Ugly Bob. And, yeah. You told me your name was Handsome Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Wedding. Oh, I love all the Canada stuff. I can't I can't get enough of it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I love it. And the Blame Canada song, obviously, pretty bloody huge. But mm. um, this movie was my choice. Part of the reason I picked it was about a month ago, I think, another podcast called We Hate Movies did the, the Simpsons movie. And um, I haven't watched that in a long time and I was going to watch it this week and then I just uh, lived your life. went on living the rest of my life because <laughs> I don't really love that movie. Mm. Definitely if I'm watching one or the other, I'd rather watch this. And when they were talking about that movie, they kind of pointed out everything that's wrong with it. And as I was listening to that, I was like, well, that's kind of everything that's great about the South Park movie. Go on. I tried to make some notes based on memory. So this is probably not exactly how they memory articulated notes. it. But um, <laughs> um, so I think largely the Simpsons movie is just a, a weird long episode. It's just, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like a movie-worthy idea mm-hmm. so much. Um Timing. Mm. That movie came out. When was that? In the two thousands. So they're already up to like season twenty or something. Mm. And it just was uh, why now? Mm. <laughs> and the movie mm. didn't really give a why now. It was yeah. just it just existed. But the, the big ones, I think, they made a really good point of um, how the Simpsons movie should have just been something like Who Shot Mr. Burns. Like that, that should have been a Simpsons movie. Mm. You should take something from within the show and, and heighten it ah. versus like the, the Simpsons movie brought in all these new things. Like they had the, the guy that does Hank Scorpio's voice, but it wasn't Hank Scorpio. It introduced all these new elements, which just takes airtime. Spider pig. Spider, <laughs> spider pig. <laughs> Controversial stuff. But it takes the spotlight off. It, get, it takes the airtime off all the people you want to see in this movie. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of out, uh, introducing of outside elements, whereas this movie was the devil was already in South Park. Mm. Saddam Hussein was already is the ones you might think are outsiders. They were already in the mm. show. Kenny dies in every episode. It became a major plot point for the movie. Mm-hmm. So there was a nice balance of heightening while also nodding to classic the, tropes. The classic tropes of what a South Park story does. Mm. Um. I think the Simpsons maybe made it the animation a bit prettier, like they had a little bit more shading and stuff. Yeah. But nothing crazy. Whereas South Park made it a fucking musical. I think that's the real one for me that really elevates it into like, okay, we're in a new format. It's R-rated, so they'll be swearing, that's fine, and that helps with the the big idea of the movie. But the musical thing makes it like we're making the most of it being a bigger thing. Yeah, okay. I, I think I agree with some of that. I will respectfully Retort. Uh-huh. So, yes, I think the music is probably its saving grace in terms of its dating. Yeah, right. I think for me it felt dated though. Yeah. I, I think because they did still rely so much on a lot of that shock humour. Yeah. But dated compared to other movies we watch? Like 
is that not just because we know the show moved on? Like definitely. I still think that it's dated because it's not that shocking. It's more just like shocking for shocking. Like it, I say dated. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to like let's say you're wrong. I'm more just thinking like. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, it's more just compared to other things we do. This show's still going. So you have like such a clear reference mm. point of um, of what it could have been, I guess. Mm. And it is more tangible as like a timeline of it's so 20 years ago because there's been 20 years of South Park since. Mm. So it's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's definitely like it's a, a unique. It's a weird one. Yeah. yeah, it's a different one for us to do. Because, mm. yeah, who knows if like American Pie became a TV show. Probably did. <laughs> probably did. It probably ended up becoming How I Met Your Mother or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. you'd watch it and go, yeah, well, that movie's nothing like the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the music I think is probably the part we could agree on as mm. fucking good. Because it is good. It's interesting. I didn't remember. Like I rem- Same, yeah. Yeah, I remember obviously there was an intro song and Blame Canada and yeah. Uncle Fucker. But yeah. I never thought of it as a musical. Yeah. It kind of happened without you even knowing. <laughs> and then of, we so, it's, they're synonymous with musicals now obviously given yeah. their body of work since. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that was a musical too. Yeah. They've been doing it since the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It's always been in them. It's always been there. It's like they tricked us all into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking cool. You, I don't remember any narrative around the film at the time about it being a musical. Oh, that, well, that was the other thing too because even though the studio finally agreed, they're like, we're not putting it in any of the marketing though. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, so that was a yeah. conscious choice. Which um, was probably, probably a good right. idea because yeah. I, I would have been turned yeah. off at the time. They're doing a what? Yeah, because, yeah, I've, like I said, I've recently realised I like musicals and as a result I've, I'm nowhere near being an expert but I've learned a bit more about musicals because there was this doco on – uh, Disney Plus about Howard Ashman. Remember we talked about Howard Ashman on Aladdin and mm-hmm. I think on some. Oh yeah, fucking Little Shop of Horrors. That was his baby. Mm. Um, and he did the music. I think he died as Aladdin came out. That's right. But um, but he's like basically the guy that the new era of of, of Disney mm. musicals. He's the guy. He's the guy. And like one of his big things is every character needs a want song. So like you know what's the Little Mermaid. Um, part of your world, mm-hmm. or in there somewhere that's green, in um, sure, yeah, that's <laughs> Little Shippahoras and, and Family Guy. Um, they all have this song that kind of states like what they. Satan has a want song in this movie. Like all of the the songs mm-hmm. track with sort of rules that yeah. people like Howard Ashman. I don't know if he invented them, but definitely like it's the the Disney blueprint. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like this. They take it so seriously, even it's a song. By Satan, <laughs> who's mm. having a love affair with Saab Hussein, that will take that songwriting so seriously. Sometimes I think, when I look up real high, that there's such a big world up there, I'd like to give it a try. But then I sink, cause it's here I'm supposed to stay. But I get so lonely down here. Tell me why does it have to be that way? Up there, there's so much room Where babies burp and flowers bloom Everyone dreams I could dream too Up there, up where the skies are ocean blue I could be safe and live without a care Up there And all of the songs move the plot forward um, like they're all there for a reason. Even the stupid songs, which I think have dated, like 
Kyle's mum's a bitch. He's a big fat bitch. Mm. But it serves a purpose because then Kyle's mum hears them singing that. That's what sparks the whole thing. Mm. So like, yeah, the music is, to your point, probably the the one bulletproof mm. <laughs> aspect of it. It got nominated for an Oscar for the music. Wow. Well. There you go. There you go. There you Which go. song? Blame Canada. Yeah. And Robin Williams sang it at the Oscars. Did he? I remember thinking that was lame at the time because mm. it's just my age, I think, yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. His age. Because, yeah, because, you know, they're so like anti all the mainstream stuff. I was like, that's a bit lame, isn't yeah. it? But they famously obviously went to the Oscars in dresses and on acid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a clip of them talking <laughs> about it. It's pretty funny. Do you remember that? I don't think they revealed. I don't think they revealed they're on acid until years later, mm. but it explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit visual, but that's so fucking funny. Good for me. <laughs> Trey got nominated for Blame Canada. And so I think I went as your date, right? So it was like, mm-hmm. it was like well, you can go as Trey as a plus one and he didn't have a girlfriend at the time. And he's like, you can go with my date. I'm like, oh, that's funny. So then it was like, well, wouldn't it be funny if I shaved my legs and dressed up in a fancy dress and tried to pass myself off as some weird looking tall European, Eastern European model or something? We talked about like big duck outfits and we're like, well, if we go in with big duck yeah, costumes, they're not going to, they, they, then they have a reason to not let us in. But if we're wearing what other people are wearing, then they really can't say you can't come in. Friend of ours had sugar cubes of LSD. That's so crazy now to think. Like, <laughs> just so nuts. The whole idea you would go, I mean, even to just go, okay, you're going to go to the Oscars, take acid and go to the Oscars. I'd be like, no, dude, I'm not doing that because I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. That'd even be too scary. They have all these streets blocked off because you have to go to the, big, the biggest limo line in the world to get dropped off. And it was like we finally got to the front and we were both, I think, going, oh, shit. <laughs> if you've taken acid, you know that one of the trippiest parts of when you're on any psychedelics is transitioning. When you go inside to outside or outside to inside, you know, like that, oh, we're in a different space. And I'm, I will never forget the moment getting out of the limo. And there's like 60,000 people and every camera in the Western Hemisphere there. But I also remember actually then having to sit there in the actual Oscars and you're coming down off the acid. So you're simultaneously coming down and you're having to now sit through the Oscars, which stuck. It's pretty funny that they're still pretty outside of regular Hollywood crowd. Mm. They don't really have a possible, there's no like Judd Apatowian crew. Mm. There's no. They're probably super weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't changed. Like they're. Yeah. They're like 50 now. Yeah. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because they were just a couple of kids when they made started South Park, like early yeah. 20s. And, yeah, now they're old. Yeah. It's weird. And they haven't really – again, I love that they are so hands-on with everything and they're so, like, pure in their pursuits of these things like Book of Mormon and stuff. But they haven't done much else. The um, Trey Parker recently did a voice on um, one of those Minion movies or something. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, yeah. I like them. The um, what's the one that's not just minions? The Despicable Me. Yeah, like the third one or something. He's the bad guy in one of them. Yeah, right. And, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I just did it because they're I pretty it. good. I reckon you'd like them. Really? Yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah, right. It, that was how I first heard about it. I think because I was like, oh, is he making it or something? But no, his voice is just in it because I think he has a kid and he wants the kid be, to be able to watch something he makes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's nothing, probably you know we look at the trajectory of a lot of our favorite guys. Yeah. Who in later life have started Ice Cube, Ice Cube, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, yeah, and then some do opposites like Ray Romano, yeah, 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 yeah Eddie Murphy, good point, yeah, yeah, Flubber. Um, <laughs> oh, fun fact: the only song in the movie that doesn't have swearing in it is the song sung by the devil. Wow, that only got pointed out to me in a YouTube comment because I was watching that song before. Yeah, in the top 
comment was uh, that? Thank you, Mr. Top oh, Comment. Yeah. Or Miss. Or Miss. Or Ms. Or Ms. Or Doctor. Oh. Friend of the show, Roger Ebert. Ebert. I read his review on it, which is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. So what basically, do you have to say? Um, what's his scoring system? Is it out of four, three or out of out four? Out of four. Oh, okay. I think he gave it two and a half stars. Oh, yeah. And he said, I laughed a lot, then felt bad about laughing. But he kind of treated it as quite disposable. Like he laughed, but he was like, but, you know, it's silly. Mm. And he said, um, after making South Park bigger, longer and uncut, it's creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone to better move on. They've taken South Park about as far as it can go and beyond. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty interesting. And I thought I that could would be, see why you'd say that though, right? I mean, they thought that themselves. Yeah. To be fair, they thought this is the end. Let's, let's just go all in. This is the finale. So, and, and if it did end there, imagine that. It would have just been seen as like, oh, that show was a bit gimmicky. Yeah. And that's it. Before that's they really they, they got really in touch themselves. with the cultural heartbeat. Yeah. And just. It was, I can't think of the, someone smarter than me that could figure out the way to articulate it. But it's like the the, the show was. The whole premise of the show initially was just like, hey, there's kids and they're swearing and that's funny, right? Mm. And then that still stayed but then it just became like this bigger thing where they just all became pawns that you could then just project mm. society onto and, and make these amazing these amazing satires. It's yeah, so, it was just real-time satire almost. Yeah, like, so, so smart. And it was hit and miss because they make it every six days. Yeah. But the, when they hit, mm. it's so good. It stays. <laughs> And so, yeah, and Mr. Ebert, I thought that would be a good jumping off point because he's basically saying it's as far as it can go. Well, they did 21 more seasons and still going. They're only eight seasons behind The Simpsons. They've released two video games. Well, they've released, I think they've released some video games back in the day that were terrible, but they've more recently, more recently released video games that, again, they're just as serious about as any of those other things. Mm. And they've made them, they've worked with serious. Um, super serial? Super serial. Uh, game developers and very, very, what's the word? In the same way they honour the the mm. tropes of a Disney movie for this, they honour the tropes of RPG Gaming. games. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, to be honest, I don't really like RPG games, but it's like the Pokemon thing. There's this turn-based battles and things that I don't really get into, but they're so serious about it. People that understand these games are saying, it's actually a good version of that. <laughs> version of that just happens to be South Park. But at the same time makes fun of it, Yeah, which I think is their nice yeah. Yeah. It's their nice thing. Yeah. Because they do do a couple of episodes like that as well, don't they? Yeah, that's right. They did the World of Warcraft one. Yeah, that's a good episode. That was good. <laughs> How do you kill that which has no life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was this guy. Uh, I saw like a viral video on YouTube of at, at a gaming <laughs> convention. You know people do cosplay? Yeah. He dressed as the guy. Oh. And good. he was perfect. The I think he died there. recently. Oh. Fuck, that's sad. Sorry, yeah. it all came flooding back to me in one go. That's how I heard about it. He did it perfectly. Oh, so good. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's one of my favourites. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> so good. That's the thing. You could make um, – I probably wouldn't ever want to start South Park again and watch every episode, but if I could just like pick all the good ones and watch them all. Yeah, that's what I was thinking earlier. I was yeah. like, oh, I wouldn't mind. But I ne- how do they get in – just curate. This should be just like a greatest. Someone hits. should just sort it out because yeah. they have. They admit that some of their episodes are terrible. The um the crab people one. I remember that. So they, they it became a phrase they use when they're making the show now. If we don't want another crab people situation, I think it's the queer eye for the straight guy episode, where about halfway through the episode it completely changes. <laughs> into yeah, right. a, it turns out they're crab people. 
because they make this thing in such real time. Like they'll write a scene and hand it to the animators. They realized they had nowhere to go with the rest of this story. Yeah. So it just completely changed. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of um, tropes they stopped doing, which signifies, I think, when they moved on. Like mm. Kenny stops dying. Yeah. Chef disappears. Chef's gone. So I think if, you, if you're in the zone. children. <laughs> yeah. Savage. So he obviously, well, not obviously, the story behind, story behind why Isaac Hayes left was because he was a Scientologist and he objected to them making fun of Scientology. Yeah. But they make fun of everything. That's the, that's that's the, the only way thing. they can because if they do everyone, then there's no yeah. uh, discrimination. I always butcher the line. They say if we draw, what do they say? It's like if either everything's okay or nothing's okay. Mm. So if we draw the line there and we're mm. saying that's not okay. What about everything else? We're then saying that that is okay. Yeah, it's just, exactly. uh, yeah, uh, butchered once more. But they're like, fuck, we make fun of fucking everything. So he left and then they made that episode out of all of his Different bits of dialogue yeah, making him look like a pedophile. pedophile. <laughs> I yeah, love the children. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to cross these guys. Yeah, that, that was, it was a sad <laughs> end for Chef. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to your point, Greg, I was thinking the one thing, because while I, I think I like the movie more than you, I do agree mm-hmm. that it definitely isn't up to the heights of what South Park can be. Mm-hmm. And probably the thing it was missing was like a bigger message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think, well, some of the things you could argue are still true, but it's not, there wasn't really a big central like twist on some mm. big cultural thing happening. It was just kind of a bunch of stuff. Well, that's there was the, some stuff about censorship. Yeah, like in sense, was censorship front and center of the zeitgeist in 1999? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe as a result of them. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah, that might have been kind of their journey to yeah. that point for those three seasons. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they've gone on to having more of a message. But the, when you hear them talk about it, they really try and say that they don't set out to have a message. They just like to have fun with Yeah. And I think they caught wind of people maybe reading too much into South Park episodes. And so they made this episode called Scrody McBoogerballs. Do you remember that episode? Vaguely. It's this episode where they wrote, where the kids in the show wrote the most offensive book ever mm. and made Butters say that he wrote it or whatever. And it became yeah. a big hit. Yeah. And so it became sort of like a allegory for the show itself. Yeah. Basically saying, don't read too much into this show. It's 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 their um the Beatles did I'm the Walrus for the same reason. Mm. There was some yeah. course at university where you could study Beatles songs. John Lennon was like, let them figure this one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. But they um I found the scene. I'm the walrus. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> You're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> There's this scene. So basically the whole point of the episode is like don't read too much into this. It's, it is just stuff we find funny. Sometimes there's a message, sometimes there's not. But um, this, this clip sums it up really nicely. And for these reasons, we demand this book be banned from all schools, stores, and libraries. This book is nothing but smut and vulgarity purely for the sake of smut and vulgarity. That's just because you're too young to understand the underlying themes. There are no underlying themes. We know that for a fact. You just failed to understand what the author meant. The author meant to be as gross as possible because it was funny. No, 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 that's such a simplistic view. God damn it, there is no deeper meaning in this book. Read it again. Oh, so you're suggesting that the author just arbitrarily made fun of Sarah Jessica Parker for no reason? Yes! But what would be the point? There is no point! It's just because Sarah Jessica Parker is fucking ugly! 
No writer would take the time to make fun of Sarah Jessica Parker just because they think she's ugly. Yes, they would! It is because Miss Jessica Parker is a metaphor in the book for oppression felt by the lower class. What? So they're basically making fun of their own fans. Yeah. Like, I, I love yeah. that. They make fun of everyone equally, again. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, in terms of cultural permeation. Oh, um, yeah. Have you had a Blame Canada burger at Bar Luca? No. Have you heard of it? No. Bar Luca's like a famous burger joint at Bar Luca. They've opened right. up a couple of um, at least one other on Oxford Street B or burgers since. Um, it's got Canadian bacon on it or something. It does. I'll give you the uh, – I'll give you from their menu. We've got a – so the Blame Canada burger has a beef patty, American cheese, question mark. North American cheese Might, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll uh, give some feedback on that one. What's Fools. Ca- Canadian cheese, please. Yeah. Maple glazed streaky bacon, maple aioli, and the secret ingredient, poutine. Ah, on the burger. On the burger. <sighs> we take things a bit too far. Yeah, that, they're, <laughs> look, they're delicious. I haven't had one. Their burgers are bloody good. Yeah. They're, they're definitely on the excessive side. Yeah, I want a burger that I can eat without making a mess. I'll try that one day just for I'll try it for shits sure. and gigs. Definitely. Because I forgot that was from here. Yeah, man, it's it's an interesting one because I think they kind of um, they've been around for ages, obviously, mm. but I feel like it's sort of become a. I don't know if it, is it smaller. Like it's surely not as big as it was. I feel like it's more of a a sub culture now yeah. than like a mainstream. Thing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the legacy definitely still lives on. I think I had a carton stuffed toy, a big one. Yeah, I think I've must have got a show bag or something at one point. Yeah. The Royal Easter Show. Oh, and like little figurines. I used to have figurines. I oh, had, I've got shot glasses. I had figurines, yeah. I've got Cartman shot. I've still got them. I just realised all this really? merch of theirs I've got. What did I have? I had something. I had VHS tapes. I've definitely still got the, the shot glasses though. Really? Yeah. With Cartman on them. Yeah. I've got a Cartman one and I think a Kenny one. <laughs> now I'd rather a Stan's dad one. That's interesting too, isn't it? It's a bit of a... But Homer thing going on. There. Yeah, that was the other thing. The newer characters came in, like Butters. I know that's the thing. A, Butters is great. That's yeah. good point. They pointed that out in the commentary. That they're, they're like, well, a they said a lot of the things you said. We haven't watched this in ages. Oh, this is a bit cringe. Yeah, right. Um, they, they even said we we make, we take the piss out of people like Spielberg and George Lucas for remastering their old things, but watching this, I can understand the, yeah. the urge. But they said it's crazy to think that this is the the movie that's defined South Park in, in movie format at least. Yeah. And Butters isn't even in it. Yeah. And there's these different scenes where they do wide shots of all the people in town and it's just a handful of people. Yeah. There's all these characters that don't even exist yet. Was Stan's dad even in He wasn't even in this. I don't remember Maybe seeing it wasn't him. in the show yet. And yeah. he's like one of the best. He's become like a legend. All-time television character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the earlier characters that became one-dimensional and faded, like Big Gay Al. Yeah, and you know. and um, yeah, Big Gay Al, it seemed like such a big controversial mm. character at the time and then they obviously read the room and like that's just not even that interesting mm. anymore. Mm. That's, if his whole character is just that he's gay, like mm. meh. And even the cops, they used to just be that one officer, Bob Bar Brady. Brady. Yeah. And now there's all the other cops yeah. now that yeah. mess, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's expanded so much. Yeah. And I think it's just organically grown as like each time they're like, okay, we want to tell a story about this and so it just starts to like build out. 
Fuck, it's good. Mm. Oh, I want to watch some South Park. I might watch some South Park. I need recommendations on what new episodes are good because I don't want to really watch them. I had a look um, and so there's a bunch of lists, you know, all-time greatest or top 40, top 20. And I did notice there was a a bunch of episodes in newer newer seasons, like Uh, in 20 and such. Good. The last one I saw that was new was like when they were doing that whole I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord stuff. Yeah. It turns out Stan's dad is Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into the verdict. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the Lord. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, so for me, I think it's a rewatch for sure. I think it holds up as the way I kind of made it make sense in my mind was like, I would like to think of this as maybe the first episode of South Park in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely don't think it hits the heights of other episodes of South Park, but uh, as a musical, I think it, oh, I really enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> So I give it four. I give it four stars, Greg. Ooh. Yeah, quite high. Yeah, I'll give it three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a watch, a rewatch in the sense of like to kind of remind yourself how far they've come. Yeah, um, but it's definitely not. A, a, it's definitely not a like a poster child or a, or, a, or a blueprint or a template of yeah. South Park. I don't think. Did you ever watch the Imagination Land? Imagine. Oh yeah, of course you yeah, have. We've done that joke before. <laughs> Because they, they released that as a DVD movie, but it was three episodes in yeah, the season. Yeah. Which was pretty good. That's cool. I wonder if that is better. I think yes. Probably. It's more South Parky. And again, they had like a pretty good idea that's pretty movie level that it's a war, mm. imaginations being attacked. That's mm. pretty <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but big. Big. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I should rewatch that. Maybe I'll watch that. It's very confusing. They're all, there's all different seasons on different streaming services. It's an absolute clusterfuck. Because I wanted to find that clip from Scrody McBoogerballs. Yeah, and you just. I'd, I looked at all the streaming services. That one was on Prime, but it's on every single one. And they're non-linear. Like it doesn't yeah. go one to five. It's yeah. 10, six to <gasps> ten. Like it's all over the show. That's the other thing with these guys I forgot to mention, which I don't think they even knew at the time. But when they made a deal with Comedy Central, they retained the rights for online, which at the time mm. it's like. Yeah, fine. You can have the rights to online, well, but online is streaming. Yeah, and so I think that they are oh, making everything. more money off that now than anything else because it's all theirs. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and on. just at the time thinking, yeah, sure, you, you know, buy the rights to radio. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's mm. like why? That's not a thing. Well, who cares? Man, genius, genius. They are geniuses. There's, there's, there's zero. They legitimately are. Oh, I want them to do more things. I, yeah. I reckon stop South Park now and just make something else. I want to see something new. Yeah, and we've all seen um, we've all seen Book of Mormon now. So yeah, and they've obviously finished writing that a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, that just lives on without them now. I'm a massive Team America fan. Yeah, me too. The songs in uh, Team America for me are like all time. Oh yeah, I forgot about the songs. They do the montage one again in uh, there. Yeah, montage. I think that time. I was thinking about the montage song and I mentioned in in the video game thing. But I think part of the genius of what they do is like they poke fun at the thing, mm. but then they also make a good thing, thing. <laughs> that is the thing. Like mm. it's okay, we're gonna make fun of musicals, 
But then it's a good musical. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make fun of RPG video games, but it's a good game. It's similar to Flight of the Concords. Oh, uh, yeah, because they they're do, still very good musicians. Yeah, they're good so songs. they tap into a genre to do one of their funny, sing, silly songs, but it's an awesome version yeah. of a ska song or yeah. a hip-hop song. Maybe to a lesser degree, Tenacious D, because they're, they're all one genre mm. really. But, yeah, that idea that it's like a joke but still good. Mm. It's not just like some novelty I don't know, like Weird Al or something. Mm. It's it's good. <laughs> no offense to Weird Al, oh, I like yeah, him too, yeah, but yeah. it's a different thing. Yeah. I'm not going to go, oh, I want to put on my favourite Weird Al tune. Oh, don't we all just. <laughs> my favourite Weird Al thing is that meme of um, Paul Rudd with his kid. Yeah. And the kid's just a superhero and he goes. <laughs> kid he's just as his partner in Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, your dad's Ant-Man and you go as Ant-Man's partner and your dad goes as Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Halloween fancy dress. So good. <laughs> oh, I forgot to check if Simpsons did this. It probably must It must have had some nod to it at some point. Yeah, I know, I know they've done. South Park has done Simpsons. Simpsons have done South Park, but I can't remember yeah. very well. Um, I didn't look into porn parody or anything like that. Um, special effects. <laughs> Maybe not. Recast is irrelevant. Uh, MVP Trey Parker, I guess. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, both of them. They do all the voices pretty much. Mm. There's a lady and I always forget her name. Damn it. Pam. Pam. It's Pam something. Hey, Pam. Go on, you Pam. You're all right, Pam. What are we doing next week? Fuck. What are we get, doing next yeah, week? Oh, we need to just write them all down. Uh, in the meantime, leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok. Ticky tocky. We're ticking and talking, man. Ticking it. We're talking it. We're locking it. There's an inverse relationship it. to the amount of time I spend on a piece of content hey. to the way it's received. Those content pieces, you'll just you wait. <laughs> Tristan's made some lovely content. It hasn't trended. <clears throat> hasn't. It hasn't skyrocketed yet. And then I'll post something that's like a five minute whatever fart, and it does fine. I don't get it. What do you want, internet? Mm, it'll come. <sighs> All right. See you next week. Bye. Bum, 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 bum.